Euzu billahi mineşşeytanirracim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi rabbil alamin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecmaîn. Allahumme allimna ma yanfa'una ve anfa'na bima 'allamtana ve zidna ilmen nafi'ah. Allahumme arinal hakka hakkan ve rızukna ittiba'ah. وَأَرِنَلْ بَعْتُلَ بَعْتُلًا وَرْزُقْنَا اِجْتِنَابَهِ رَبِّي شْرَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسْتِرْ لِي أَمْرِي وَحْلُ الْاُقْدَةً مِنْ لِسَانِي يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bedi-Uzzaman Sa'id Nursi podcast series. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org Today, inshallah, we will continue reading the 10th word. The 10th word is about the existence verity of the hereafter, bodily resurrection. And it starts with a metaphorical story. We read through that story. And in this story, we read about two friends two men who found themselves in a paradisical garden, a paradise-like place. Everything was in order, everything looked perfect, except that there were some abusers who seemed to have a free pass in doing what they were doing. One of the friends thought that this did not, this place did not belong to anybody. The abusers were just getting by what they were doing and he wanted to be, become one of them too. The other friend on the other hand said, look, this much order, this much beauty, this much justice, this much cooperation and, and mutual assistance among the inhabitants of this place, so on and so forth, cannot be without an owner, without a designer, without a supervisor, without somebody who is in charge. And we see from all this order, mutual assistance, etc., that that owner has absolute justice, absolute orderliness, absolute beauty. And, and what we see here is not a match for what we understand that he is capable of doing. Therefore, there must be another place, a permanent abode, a permanent seat of his justice and, and power, a place where his majesty and beauty and justice is permanently established, where his royal power is permanently established. And if that place exists, we also see that the inhabitants of this place all come and go. Nobody stays here forever. We will also go there and we should keep that in mind and behave here accordingly. And we should follow order too. In the end, the friend who was stubborn, did not want to see reality, etc. was convinced. And following this metaphor, Ustad Nursi is going to start giving us uh, the reality to which the indications in the metaphor were pointing to. We will move on to there, but before that, he gives us an introduction. An introduction to the section of realities in the 10th word. Inshallah, today we will continue reading uh, the 10th word from that introduction. Bismillah. Mukaddime, introduction. Birkaç işaretle başka yerlerde yani 22. 19. 26. sözlerde izah edilen birkaç meseleye işaret ederiz. 
By means of a few indications, here we will refer to several matters that are explained elsewhere in detail, that is in the 22nd word, the 19th word, and the 26th word. Inshallah, at some point we will come to these words and we will read them in detail too. Uh, here, Ustad Nursi is just pointing to the realities that are exposed and expounded in detail in those uh, words as again an introduction to uh, the realities that he is going to tell us about the verity and existence of the hereafter and bodily resurrection. Birinci işaret, first indication. Hikayedeki sersem adamın o emin arkadaşıyla üç hakikatleri var. The foolish, empty-headed man in the uh, previous story, previous metaphorical story, and his trustworthy companion correspond to three realities. So the two friends, one of them represents something in reality, and the other represents something else in reality. Birincisi nefsi emmarem ile kalbimdir. The first one is my compulsive lower soul and my heart. The stubborn friend who wanted to behave as if there was no hereafter, as if there was no ultimate justice and judgment and accounting, who does not want to recognize the existence of an owner of the place that they found themselves in, corresponds to the lower soul, the lower and compulsive soul. And the smart friend, truthful friend, insightful friend corresponds in reality to the heart. This is one way to look at, look at it. İkincisi, felsefe şakirtleriyle Kur'an-ı Hakim'in tilmizleridir. The second, or the second way to look at this, is the students of philosophy and the pupils, students of the wise, all-wise Qur'an. The friend who did not want to recognize uh, that there would be an accounting in, in afterwards, who did not want to recognize that there would be an owner of the places that they found themselves in, the one who did not want to recognize things that he did not see with his eyes and, and, and the things that required his intellect to intervene and deduce the reality corresponds to the students of philosophy. Whereas the other friend who sees and accepts uh, the order in the place corresponds to a student, a follower, and disciple of the Qur'an, the all-wise Qur'an. Because the all-wise Qur'an explains us reality as reality is. It shows us the wisdom in everything. Üçüncüsü, the third, ümmeti İslamiye ile milleti kufriyedir. The third is the ummah of Islam and the nation of disbelief. Felsefe şakirtleri ve milleti küfriye ve nefsi emmarenin en müthiş dalaleti Cenab-ı Hakk'ı tanımamaktır. The greatest error and misguidance of the students of philosophy and the nation of disbelief and the uh, lower compulsive soul is not to recognize uh, the, the Almighty God, the Almighty real. One might ask why philosophy here? Now, if philosophy is love of wisdom and a search for truth truth and reality, ultimately that search 
should take a person to the absolute reality, Janaba Haq, the Almighty Real, to God, because that is what reality is. However, sometimes in some schools of philosophy, the followers of these philosophical schools have a priori from the beginning accepted the non-existence of a creator who guides his slaves to reality. So they have tried to find reality without resorting to the guidance of revelation. And this is misleading. This is not reality as reality is. If it were the case, they could have been actually searching for reality in a sincere way, but it is not the case. Or let's put it this way, if it is not the case and there is no guarantee in their hands to prove that reality is without a creator, then the assumption that there is no creator from which one can receive guidance from the very beginning is a misleading assumption. Therefore, the philosophy that Ustad Nursi is talking about here refers to this dominant school in various circles and schools of philosophy that denies the guidance of revelation in reaching, in arriving truth with a capital T. The lower compulsive soul, on the other hand, is also a bit tricky because sometimes you can find a believer his heart his intellect or her heart her intellect have accepted the existence of god and the divine judgment that god is the ultimate judge that god is all powerful so on and so forth has accepted the existence of a god as we understand god to be based on the teaching of uh, the Quran and our Prophet Muhammad but on a day-to-day -day basis as they or we make our decisions when we are faced with a choice in which one side feels more pleasing to our lower, lower soul and the other side does not feel that pleasing to our lower soul it is more difficult for our lower soul but we know that the second side that is difficult for our lower soul is what pleases God. So when we are faced with a choice between pleasing our lower self and God, if we choose pleasing our lower self, at that moment we are not our lower, lower compulsive soul is not recognizing God as God should be recognized. And then the nation of disbelief, disbelief should be clear, uh, does not necessitate much of an explanation. So the greatest misguidance and error of the students of philosophy and the nation of disbelief and the uh, lower compulsive soul is what? Not to recognize the ultimate real, the almighty real, not to recognize his reality. Hikayede nasıl emin adam demişti, bir harf katipsiz olmaz, bir kanun hakimsiz olmaz. 
Just as in the preceding story, the trustworthy man said, there can be no letter without a scribe, no law without a legislator. If you see a letter scribed somewhere, you know that somebody scribed it, and therefore the letter points to the existence of a scribe. There can be no letter without a scribe, and if you see a law, an order, a pattern that is regulated somewhere, you know that there is a legislator, there is someone who legislated that law, there is someone who regulates that pattern. And this is something that we can understand with our intellect, does not need further evidence. Bis de deris, just as the trustworthy friend said this in the story, me too say, Nasıl ki bir kitap, bahusuz öyle bir kitap ki, her kelimesi içinde küçük kalemle bir kitap yazılmış, her harfi içinde ince kalemle muntazam bir kaside yazılmış, katipsiz olmak son derece muhadir. Now think of a book. But this is not any book. It is a special book. You take the book and look, and you see that it is perfectly written, beautiful meaning, beautiful inscription, but in each word of the entire text that forms the book, you look and you see that in it, in that word is written another book with a fine pen, with a pen with a fine tip. You take a magnifier and you look at the, uh, the, the word and you see that in it is inscribed many more letters that come together and form meanings and it amounts, each word amounts to another book. Each letter amounts to an ode, a poem. So a book like this, it is utterly impossible to exist without a scribe. Öyle de. Şu kainat nakkaşsız olmak son derece muhalender muhaldir. In the same way, it is impossible within impossibilities for a cosmos, for a universe like the one that we are witnessing to exist without an inscriber. Zira bu kainat kitabı öyle bir kitaptır ki her sahifesi çok kitapları tazammun eder. Because this book of universe is such a book that each of its pages contain many books. Now think about it. The cosmos is a book and it has pages. Each star is a page. Each planet is a page. Each galaxy is a page. You turn one of those pages, you look at the page of the earth and what you see there is that there are these oceans and land masses and each one of them is a book to be read. And then you turn over and look at the page of the oceans and what, what you see there is that there is this perfect ecosystem in which there are the sea plants, planktons, fish, all sorts of creatures, all sorts of delicate balances between the temperatures and the movement of the water and etc. You look at the page of the land and you see the nature, the trees, the mountains, the wind, the flowers and plants and bugs and insects and the microcosmic creatures in the soil that that synthesize nitrogen and, and, and synthesize lots of other uh, nutrients for the plants and then the animals are eating those plants, etc. It's each of these are 
books in themselves. And then you turn one of those pages and you look at the, let's say, the animal kingdom. And that's a, that's a book in itself. And you turn on the pages in the book of the animal kingdom and you take one, one animal. Let's say you take a camel and that's a book to be read in itself. In the camel, you take it, you know, turn, you look at its veins, and in the veins, the, the blood flowing, and the blood is a book to be read in and of itself, and so on and so forth. So, this cosmos, this great book of the universe, as Ustad Nursi calls it, and as others have called before him, is like a book. Is like a book. In each of its pages, there are many other books. Hatta her kelimesi içinde bir kitap vardır. Not even pages. Each of its words contain a book in itself. Her bir harfi içinde bir kaside vardır. There is an ode, a, a beautiful long poem in each of its letters. Bir meyve, bir harf, bir çekirdek, bir noktadır. A fruit is a letter. A seed, a, a stone, a seed is a point, a dot. O noktada koca bir ağacın programı, fihristesi var. In that tiny dot, there is the program and contents of a giant, gigantic tree. Think of a you know, fig, the seed of a fig. Those tiny, tiny, tiny seeds. And a tree, a, a giant fig tree comes out of that. Or a pine nut. You take a pine nut, this tiny thing, a giant pine tree comes out of it. İşte böyle bir kitap, evsaf-ı celal ve cemale, nihayetsiz kudret ve hikmete malik bir zat-ı zülcelalin nakşı kalemi kudreti olabilir. So a book like this can only be the inscription of the pen or power of, of the one of majesty who has infinite power and wisdom. The one of majesty, the majestic one who has infinite power and wisdom. A book like this can only be the work of the one who is qualified with all the majestic and beautiful qualities who has infinite power and wisdom. It can only come out of his pen of power. Demek alemin şuhuduyla bu iman lazım gelir. In that case, by seeing the universe, looking around and seeing the cosmos, it is incumbent upon the beholder to have faith in this one of majesty. İlla ki dalaletten sarhoş olmuş ola. Unless this person is inebriated, intoxicated with misguidance. Hem nasıl ki bir hane ustasız olmaz. Bahusuz öyle bir hane ki harika sanatlarla, acıyıp nakışlarla, garip zinetlerle tezyin edilmiş. Hatta her bir taşında bir saray kadar sanat derc edilmiş. Ustasız olmak hiç hiçbir akıl kabul edemez. Gayet mahir bir sanatkar ister. Now, a house, a um, an edifice, a building cannot be without a master who built it. Especially if this house is ornamented with extraordinary arts, pleasing, marvelous embroideries, amazing ornamentations, to the extent that on each of the stones that are put together in order to build this house, there is as much art 
as one would witness in, a, in an entire palace. So the intellect, the intellect of nobody would accept that this house will exist without a master who built it. This house necessitates an utmostly skilled, artful master builder. Bahusus osara içinde sinema perdeleri gibi her saatte hakiki menziller teşkil edilip kemal intizamla elbise değiştirdiği gibi değiştiriyor. Especially if you look and see that in that palace, every hour with perfect order as if somebody is changing his clothing, rooms are being brought into existence and then transformed and that room goes and another room comes. As if somebody is changing his outfit, these rooms are being transformed and changed into other things. We are living in the summer now. We look around, of course, depending on where we look. I am in the Northern Hemisphere. So in the Northern Hemisphere, we are living in the summer now. I look around and I see these beautiful trees, this lush nature and life everywhere. Insects, birds, and you know all sorts of creatures, life everywhere. And this is like a beautiful room that I'm looking at. And then there comes the, the fall and all of these leaves will fall. And it's going to be a completely different outfit. And then there will come snow and cover it all and that's going to be a completely different outfit. And then there will come spring and the trees will start to bud and bloom. And that is going to be a completely different outfit. So it is not any any uh, palace, it's not any house. It's a house in which each room is being transformed constantly. Like the movie scenes that one would watch on a movie screen. As easy as that, you just sit there and watch and the image is the imagery is constantly changing. Hatta her bir hakiki perde içinde müteaddit küçük küçük menziller icat ediliyor. Moreover, in each real screen, i.e. not the imaginal movie screen, but in each screen that we witness in reality, the tree, the, the soil, the sky, the, the face of the ocean, the animal kingdom and so on and so forth. Each of these are books or each of these are scenes to be witnessed. In each of those uh, scenes, in, in, on each of those screens, numerous small rooms are being invented, being brought into existence and then transformed. Öyle de şu kainat nihayetsiz hakim, alim, kadir bir sani ister. In the same way, this universe necessitates, demands a wise, all-wise, all-knowing, all-powerful, artful creator. We should try to get the uh, imagery here. This is not something just to listen, but to try to imagine, to use our contemplation, to in internalize, to internalize. And it's very easy. It's everywhere. It is in the very reality that, that we experience on a day-to-day -day basis. Even if we are living in a stone-built concrete city, just look up on the sky. See how the sky is changing every moment, how the clouds are coming and going. Look how the lighting is changing throughout the day with the sun rising from the east, coming to the top, and then setting from the west. 
feel how the temperature is changing throughout the day or if you are so detached from nature to even see this look how a person's mood is changing throughout the day how what we eat affect us and how we feel in different ways at different times of the day how we how we perceive other people's moods are changing throughout the day each of these everything that we can witness around is a book to be read and in every book that we see around there are pages that we can turn over and read and each of those pages contain books in themselves and each of those books in the pages contain books in themselves we don't know where it goes we don't know what the smallest particle is yet but the smaller you go the finer you go the more you find it is an amazing world that we live in and we need to make something out of it we need to reflect upon it we, we, we need not just pass by and take it for granted we need to build the sense of wonder and amazement everything that we see around when we build that sense of wonder and amazement everything that we see around is going to become a miracle it's going to become a sign proving the existence and power and wisdom and beauty and majesty of our lord in the same way this universe calls for and all wise and all knowing and all powerful artful maker çünkü şu muhteşem kainat öyle bir saraydır ki ay güneş lambaları yıldızlar mumları zaman bir ip bir şerittir ki o saniye zülcelal her sene bir başka alemi ona takıp gösteriyor because this magnificent universe cosmos is such a palace that in it the moon and the sun are its lamps. The, the stars are candles burned in it. Zaman bir ip, the, the time is a, uh, a rope, a ribbon. On it, the majestic artful maker is hanging the imagery of a different realm every year. And he is showing them to us. So imagine this rope on which uh, images, photographs are being hung. Or imagine a movie reel. A movie reel. It, it's passing by. It's passing by. And in, in each frame on that reel, a different imagery is displayed. That's time. The time that we cannot resist, that we live in, is a creature. It is created and internalizing understanding and internalizing this solves many problems in our understanding of reality as reality is but that's a discussion for a different time time is like a real god is creating this existence or the imagery of this existence at every moment and putting on a frame and and moving it on this real every year is like a frame on that real the majestic artful maker has created this universe like a palace as if the moon and the sun are lamps the candles are that the stars are candles and he is putting that that palace on time 
frame by frame, frame by frame, and passing before us. He is willing it into existence in each frame. The existence that we see around, the realm that we see around, the cosmos that we witness, does not exist in and of itself. It is not self-subsisting. It is being willed into existence in every moment by God. If he did not will it into existence from now to the moment that comes after now, it would not exist at all. But we also need to understand that time is created and therefore God is not in time. No, he is creating time and he is creating these images, these the reality that we see around, these frames and hanging it on time. Time is also his creation. O taktığı alemin içinde 360 tarzda muntazam suretleri tecdid ediyor. So he puts a realm on each frame on that real. And in that frame he is renewing perfect orderly images 360 times in each frame. Ustad Nursi of course is following the, uh, the Hijri calendar here and saying 360 approximately 360 days each day is a different and and renewed image of it but if you were to go deeper each moment is one kemal intizamla ve hikmetle değiştiriyor he is transforming it changing it with perfect order and wisdom yeryüzünü bir sofrayı nimet yapmış ki her bahar mevsiminde 300 bin enva masnuatıyla tezyin ediyor he has made the surface of the earth such a table of blessings that in every spring he is ornamenting embellishing it with 300,000 different kinds of artifacts 300,000 different kinds of food and of course we might have mentioned this before Ustad Nursi is using the scientific wisdom scientific uh, recognition of his time in referring to 300,000 different species but scientists have discovered many more in the millions millions and millions of different species he is embellishing that that table the surface of the earth is like a table he is filling that table and also ornamenting it with millions and millions of different artifacts every spring Hatta hesaba gelmez envai ihsanatıyla dolduruyor. He is filling it with different types of his bestowals that cannot be counted or calculated or limited. Öyle bir tarzda ki nihayet ihtilat içinde ve karışmış oldukları halde nihayet derecede imtiyaz ve farkla birbirlerinden ayrılıyorlar. In such a way that although all of these things are mixed up and intricately interwoven with each other they are being separated from one another with utmost distinction and differentiation now think of it at the end of the summer and fall the fruits are drying and rotting and falling the flowers are turning into seeds and millions and millions of different seeds are falling in on the ground and mixing up with the soil so it's a it's a messy mixture of seed and soil and bacteria and the minerals and and this and that but 
when the summer comes from it there is there emerges a uh, a shoot and it becomes a uh, let's use the same imagery fig tree and then on ne right next to it there emerges another uh, something shoots and that turns out to become a chickpea plant and another becomes a an apple tree another becomes a bush another becomes something else they all become something else something else although they were all mixed up they are using the same mixture of mud and, and nutrients and water etc but with distinction and differentiation they are coming out as different creatures so this is the palace that we are looking at this is not any palace this is a palace with miracles within miracles within miracles to the extent that our intellect is able to go and, and, and harvest the knowledge of those miracles. It is a palace like that. Başka cihetleri buna kıyas et. You compare other aspects, aspects of uh, these, these miracles to what we have mentioned. Nasıl böyle bir sarayın saniyinden gaflet edilebilir? How can we or how can one be heedless of the artful maker of a palace like this the universe the universe is an amazing place a wondrous place it is a giant huge library it is a huge source of information and wisdom and insight for the one who knows how to read and knowing how to read necessitates effort necessitates building skill it starts with revelation that is where the guidance is coming first that's where the first guiding is coming and it also starts with the intellect that is given to us these are all tools that God has given to us and we need to put them to good use and read this great book of the universe with amazement with wonder with marvel with awe with awe before the majestic creator of it and with love for the beauty of the one who, who gives this beauty that beauty to this cosmos to this creation hem nasıl ki bulutsuz gündüz ortasında güneşin deniz yüzünde bütün kabacıklar üstünde ve karada bütün parlak şeylerde ve karın bütün parçalarında cilvesi göründüğü ve aksi müşahede edildiği halde güneş inkar etmek ne derece acip bir divanelik hezeyanıdır. Çünkü o vakit bir tek güneşi inkar ve kabul etmemekle katarağıt sayısınca kabacıklar miktarınca parçalar adedince hakiki ve bil asale güneşikleri kabul etmek lazım geliyor. Her zerrecikte ki ancak bir zerre sıkışabildiği halde koca bir güneşin hakikatini içinde kabul etmek lazım geldiği gibi aynen öyle de şu sıravari içinde her zaman hikmetle değişen ve düzgünlük içinde her vakit tazelenen şu muntazam kainatı görüp Halık-ı Zülcelal'i efsaf-ı kemaliyle tasdik etmemek ondan daha berbat bir dalalet divaneliğidir, bir mecnunluk hezeyanıdır. Now also think what a delirious state of madness would it be for one to see the sun on a cloudless clear day in the middle of the day on the surface of the sea on all bubbles on the on the sea and on land uh, on all shiny objects on the land and on every crystal of snow and on every snowflake 
So again, try to imagine this. A clear day, no clouds. The sun is shining. And in the middle of the day, the sun is on, on the very top. And you look around and you see the sun on the surface of an ocean. And then you turn to the land on every shiny object. Maybe a drop of water on a plant. Uh, maybe a river flowing and, and you see the bubbles on the river. Maybe a mirror in your hand. Maybe a piece of glass. On every shiny object, you see the sun. And then, if it is winter, on every snowflake, on crystals, on all sorts of crystals. So in the middle of this a day like this, imagine yourself watching the image of the sun on all of these reflective objects. And of course, we are not talking about the, seeing the sun itself because the sun is so shiny that if you were to, to raise your eyes up and look at the sun, that would blind you. So you cannot see it, but you can see the image of the sun on the surface of the ocean, on, on shiny objects and on snowflakes, on crystals. Imagine yourself looking at the image of the sun on a day like this. So what a delirious state of madness would it be for one who is watching the sun image of the sun like this to deny the existence of the sun because if one were to do this if one were to uh, deny and not accept the existence of a single sun on a day like this he would have to accept as many suns or as many little suns as the number of drops, bubbles, shiny pieces, and not only images, but also real suns, real suns themselves on each one of these objects. Because if there is an object out there in the sky that these shiny reflective objects are reflecting, if they are not reflecting something outside of them, you see the images there, then there must be something in them. Now, if one denies the existence of a true sun that is being reflected, one has to accept the existence of real suns, little suns themselves on the surface of the ocean, on every shiny object, or in every shiny object, in every snowflake. And this is a delirious state. This is madness. In each particle, only a particle can fit into it. Because when we say particle, we are talking about the smallest object. You cannot fit a cup uh, I have a cup right in front of me, that's why I said cup. You cannot fit a, a molecule in a particle. You cannot fit a you know, leaf in a, in a particle. You cannot fit a chair in a particle. You can only fit a particle in a particle. It's the smallest object. However, one who denies the existence of the sun up in the sky while watching its image on every small thing and on particles too, like the droplets in the in the air right one would have to accept the existence of a huge sun in each one of those particles and this is again a delirious state this is madness it just is not something that the intellect would accept but if one wants to for one, one reason or another if one wants to deny the existence of the sun that one cannot see directly because it's so bright while watching its image, its reflection on every object around. If one were to deny the existence of the sun, that, that would be madness. In the same way, if one were to see 
this well-ordered universe that's being refreshed renewed in an orderly way in an organized way with wisdom and harmony continuously one after the one image after the other in time if one were to see this happening in the universe yet if this person did not accept the existence of a majestic creator with all of his attributes of perfection that is even a worse madness it is a worse state of delirious mental problem zira her şeyde hatta her bir zerrede bir uluhiyeti mutlaka kabul etmek lazımdır because if one were to observe this universe as the universe is and did not accept the existence of a majestic creator one would have to accept in everything in every particle an, an absolute divinity why an absolute divinity uluhiyet one would have to accept that each and every particle has the power of a, a, a single god with absolute powers why çünkü mesela havanın bir zerresi her bir çiçek ile her bir meyveye her bir yaprağa girer ve işleyebilir because just take as an example a particle of the air that we inhale a particle from the atmosphere each one of these particles can enter every flower enter the physiology the, the body of every flower every fruit every leaf and work there operate there function there you know the leaves taking carbon dioxide and and and take the light from the sun and synthesize it turn it into nutrition for the tree and then emit oxygen so on and so forth that that molecule that the molecule of air entered the the body of the leaf operated there and then came out as if it knew the leaf as if it had power over the particles that were in the leaf it did its job in the leaf and just came out işte şu zerre eğer memur olmazsa bütün girebildiği ve işlediği masnuların tarzı teşkilatını ve suretlerini ve heyetlerini bilmek lazımdır ta içinde işleyebilirsin if we do not accept this particle to be an official under command of somebody if we do not accept it to be an official then we would have to assume or accept that it knows the construction form and contents of everything every created being every artifact that it enters and functions in it has to know everything all the ingredients all the the, the structure the nature of everything that it enters in so that it can operate in it if it doesn't know it won't be able to operate assume that you are visiting a city and you want to see a you know five particular locations you have five tasks to to take care of you want to go to a particular mosque and pray there and then get out of the mosque and go to a particular museum and visit it and then go to a particular library and to go to a particular shop and then go to the bus station which will take you to somewhere else five different places you what do you need you need a map and you also need the knowledge of how to navigate the city how to apply what's in the map to the city you need the knowledge of how to walk how to go up and down the stairs how to cross the streets what when to cross the streets on red light or green light you need a you need the knowledge of a lot of things that are 
that appear to be natural to the inhabitants of the city, but that are actually not, that are all learned, learned knowledge, learned information. You need all that information in order to navigate the city. Now, it is as if every air particle knows the structure, the, the navigational knowledge necessitated in order to operate in each and every leaf, in each and every plant, each and every fruit, each and every soil particle. How is that happening? We will either assume that this particle has the knowledge and power to operate everywhere, or we will assume that it is an office official, it is under command, and is being directed. Go here, go there, do this, lift your right foot, lift your left foot, move, stop. It is either it is receiving directions and it's receiving directions, commands in a perfect way, or it has the knowledge. Either it is God who has the knowledge and power over everything, or it's an official of God. Demek muhit bir ilim ve kudrete malik olmalı ki böyle yapsın. Because if it were to move around without the external guidance, it would have to have an infinite knowledge and power in order to do what it is doing. Because it's doing what it is doing in many places with perfect order. Mesela, another example. Toprakta her bir zerresi kabildir ki muhtelif bütün tohumlar ve çekirdeklere medar ve menşe olsun. If you look at soil, we see that every, let's say, handful of soil, every pot of soil, is able to be the source and location hotbed for various different seeds and stones, and it has the ability to provide nutrition and provide a hotbed for them. Eğer memur olmazsa lazım geliyor ki otlar ve ağaçlar adedince manevi cihazat ve makineleri tazamur etsin. If you don't assume that it is an official, i.e. if you don't assume, if you don't accept that it is receiving command and it is acting under command of one who knows everything and has power over everything, then we would have to accept, it would become necessary that it would have to have as many different pieces of metaphysical equipment and machinery as the number of weeds, herbs, plants and trees that are growing on it. Veyahut onların bütün tarzı teşkilatını bilir yapar. Bütün onlara giydirilen suretleri tanır, dikebilir bir sanat ve kudret vermek lazım gelir. Or we would have to attribute to it an artfulness, an artistry, and power that would be able to, that would know the ways of formation of all of those seeds and stones, all of those plants and trees, and all of the different forms that are going to be donned over those plants and trees. Because from that soil is coming out the shape of the, again, fig tree and the shape of the box tree bush. From that soil is coming out the form of the rose and the rose tree and from it is coming out the form of the thistle. They're all coming out from the same soil. And you can even put one after the other and use the same soil with time gap for different plants and trees. So either it has the machinery, the equipment, the gadgets in order to work all these forms and sew them like a tailor and has knowledge of the designs and the blueprints for, for all of them or it's just moving under command and it's an official. 
Daha sahil mevcudatı da kıyaset. So you can compare other existent beings to this. Üstad Nursi gave us the example of soil and air particles. Ta anlayacaksın ki her şeyde aşikare vahdaniyetin çok delilleri var. So that you will understand that in everything, now this is important, in each and everything, there are the signs, there are the evidences, proofs of essential oneness. The essential oneness of God and it is visible, clear, apparent in everything, in each and everything. So this is one of the beautiful and very useful aspects of the Risale-i Nur, the, the style of Bediüzzaman Said Nursi, the knowledge that he, has, he, he brings us from the Qur'an. He shows us the signs of God's oneness in each and everything. He shows it overall, generally. And, and, and that is usually what we see in terms of providing evidence in dialectical theology, in Kalam, in the Kalam tradition. But Ustad Nursi uses the methods of the Qur'an and, and shows us that these proofs, these evidences exist in each and everything. You look at an air molecule and it is there. You look at a handful of soil and it is there. You look at a fig tree and it is there. At night you look at the moon and it is there. <laughs> Everywhere, in each and everything. There is no place that you can turn to and not see the signs of God's essential oneness. And this is expressed beautifully, beautifully in a, uh, in a poetic line that Ustad Nursi quotes in various places. وَفِي كُلِّ شَيْءٍ لَهُ آيَةٌ تَدُلُّ عَلَىٰ أَنَّهُ وَاحِدٌ And in everything, he has a sign that indicates that he, the Creator, is one. وَفِي كُلِّ شَيْءٍ لَهُ آيَةٌ And in everything, he has a sign تَدُلُّ عَلَىٰ أَنَّهُ وَاحِدٌ That indicates that he is one. Everywhere. And wherever you turn your face, you see God's signs, as the Qur'an also says. Evet, bir şeyden her şeyi yapmak ve her şeyi bir tek şey yapmak her şeyin halikına has bir iştir. Yes, to make everything from one thing and everything into one thing can only be the work of the one who is the creator of everything. Let's try to do this again. To make everything from one thing or to make one thing into everything and to make everything into one thing can only be the work of, of the one who is the creator of everything. Soil is a, a handful of soil but everything comes out of it. And then everything becomes soil ultimately. And there is this um, cycle. There is this cycle of life. It can only be maintained by the one who is in charge of everything because everything is cycling with each other. Everything is connected to one another. One who misses one part of the cycle cannot control any part of the cycle. 
in order to control a single part of the cycle, you have to be able to control the entirety of the cycle. So pay attention to this, to this dignified decree that says And there is nothing, nothing that does not glorify your Lord with praise and gratitude. And of course, this is uh, from the Quran. It is the uh, from the forty-fourth verse of the Surah Al-Isra, the seventeenth chapter of the Quran. And again, this is something that Ustad Nursi refers again and again, refers to again and again. And there is nothing, nothing that does not glorify Him with praise and gratitude. And that is the foundation of Ustad Nursi's teaching. That's the foundation of the Quran's teaching too, but Ustad Nursi learns, takes from the Quran and, and, and elaborates on it for us. Demek, vahid-i ehad-i kabul etmemek ile mevcudat alevince ilahları kabul etmek lazım gelir. In that case, so we saw uh, how the soil functions, how an air particle enters into everything and functions and operates as if it knows and so on so we had this imagery we had this metaphor example of the sun's image being uh, everywhere and and you know one who does not accept the sun out there will have to accept the existence of real actual little suns themselves in every reflective object we went through all of this and then he says in that case by not accepting a single one, Wahid Ahad, a God whose oneness is manifest on everything altogether and whose oneness is also manifest on each thing individually. By not accepting a Wahid Ahad, a single one, one would have to accept the existence of as many gods as many divine beings as the number of things in existence which is easier to accept the existence of a single god single one god who is in charge of everything capable of doing everything knows everything and therefore operates everything in harmony in an order and in a beautiful way with justice or to accept that everything has power over everything, everything knows everything and everything is subjugating everything to one another. The harmony that we see in the creation, is it the product of everything subjugating everything else? Or is it the product of the one who is in charge of everything and who has mercy over everything? making everything have one another which is easier to admit the first one that there is a creator is easy to the degree of necessity if we have two options one is infinitely difficult and the other is infinitely easy it becomes necessary for the intellect to accept the verity of the option that is infinitely easy. This is logic. 
and one who does not go with it is acting or thinking illogically there is something going on there there is something that's preventing this person from admitting reality as reality is perhaps if he accepted it that would be hard and heavy on his lower commanding evil commanding compulsive soul perhaps it would take away from his pride because then he would have to submit although he thinks of himself as the king of the universe if he were to admit perhaps that's not what he saw from his parents or peers and he is afraid of being ostracized externalized blamed ashamed uh, by them he is afraid of not being accepted by them but reality is reality and the reality is obvious the reality is clear and it is easy to see reality as reality is when we are guided to it what prevents us from being able to see it is not the intellect it is not logic it is not our hearts our hearts are inclined to it it is our evil commanding souls the pressures of the society that we live in the attractions of the world the pride of ourselves but reality is reality alhamdulillah we read through the first indication inshallah uh, we will continue with the second third and fourth ones and there are four of them in the uh, coming episodes on the tenth word Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana innaka anta al-alimul hakim wa akhir da'wahum an alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al-fatiha